welcome to the Embrace Your Light podcast. We are your hosts, Rebecca Lyons and Daniel Massey. And every week, we are going to take you on a journey filled with spiritual exploration, inspiration, and expansion. Each week, we will guide you down the path of ancient spiritual wisdom and new age enlightenment from some incredible guides so that you can continue your spiritual journey with ease, grace, and a little bit of fun. Hello, everybody. It is the end of 2020. And today we thought it would be rude if we didn't acknowledge the end of a very transformational year as we go into 2021. And Danielle and I thought it would be fun to share some of the what would what would I call it? Some of the stories, some of the things. I feel like they're like crazy things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Some of the crazy things, I guess with, with Danielle and I, because Danielle works with, um, I don't know what you would say, like working with the shadow, working with, um, outer other dimensional beings and everything like that. And with me working with the Akashic records, it doesn't shock us as much, I guess, because we, already are doing weird things what people would consider weird things like really weird um so i i feel like our shock factor is less but our panic factor because we believe anything is possible (laughs) is more (laughs) absolutely that's a good way to put it because that's really true and our panic factor was triggered at the beginning of this year for sure especially in like june right and i feel like that was when it was at its height for you and i I think, so I remember when this all came out, um, was like March, right? February, March, 2020 was when COVID began, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't really believe much about it. I, 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 I didn't, I hadn't read about predictions of this coming, so I didn't know. And then it just hit hard and I was like, oh, I'm just going to serve. I'm just going to serve. So I just worked loads. I dropped my prices. I was doing readings. I was doing free events. I was doing moon ceremonies. And then the conspiracy theories started coming through. Oh, yeah. And I went down a deep, dark rabbit hole of having nightmares, of not being able to live my life, of living in proper fear, not because... I watch the news because I do not watch the news um, because I know that it's entertainment. I know that it's not real and I know that they need numbers and they use shock tactics and, you know, it's all doom and gloom. And why would I want to be processing that, digesting that every day? Like that's going to become my reality. So, um, but my fear came from the freaking conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I felt the same way. And I feel like it was around June or maybe even July that it really picked up because around that time you had messaged me and said, like, I just met this person at this event and he Yeah, it was the it was the Black Lives Matter process in London. Yeah. Yeah. And he had given you all this information and it was like, holy crap, like what is it that we're going into? What is it that the world is going to become? And so you had shared everything with me. And then the two of us were like, oh boy, like let's just go down the rabbit hole a little bit and see what there is to find out here. And like Becky said earlier, we are definitely people who nothing shocks us, 
but we definitely prepare ourselves for more opportunities and for more possibilities because the timelines are infinite. There's so many things that could happen at any given time because that's just the reality of our world. Yeah. Not most of them happen. Like usually uh, something less than what you think or something more than what you think somewhere in the middle ends up happening because of humans free will and everything that goes along with that. But we were looking at the potentials and going, oh boy, like this is going to be a problem. Yeah. Freak us out. Yeah. You're right. It was June, July. You're right. Cause it was when I went to the protest and I'm one who believes there's no such thing as a coincidence. Like I was at this protest. There was thousands of people there. I was standing up on a very small piece of wall uh, in front of Big Ben that not many people could get to. And, oh, this guy just happens to stand behind us and then just started telling us all of this stuff that was just crazy stuff. And I was, I, I, I'd heard snippets of other things and my friends who were there had also heard about the stuff that he was saying. So they were like, yeah, it's true. There's this documentary out of shadows. There's this, there's this, there's this. And I was, I literally, I had to leave the protest. So I'd been there for a couple of hours and then they were going on a march and it was such a beautiful, peaceful protest. It was so nice. Like the cause, we were all there for a, a, a massive cause, obviously. And it wasn't aggressive. There was no violence. Um, there was nothing like that. And it was right outside the houses of parliament. And um and my blood just like dropped. Like my blood pressure must have gone so low. I started like shaking. I felt like I was going to pass out. And I was like, I need to leave. I need to leave. And um, me and my partner immediately left quite soon after he told me that stuff. Um, and the people who are listening to this are probably like, what, what did he tell you? So what do I want to share that he said? Um, most of it hasn't come true. Um, or most of it is more about like, um, I don't know if you guys know about like pizza gay and the stuff about sex trafficking and child trafficking. It was really upsetting, obviously, especially for people who are parents as well. I'm not even a parent. So some of my friends and you included Danielle parents are just like, how do you, how do you take that information like on? It was so distressing and yeah. And then we left and then the next day I had your create your light Academy um, it was like week four or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I was just like, this is not myself. Was I? I was like, I got told this information yesterday and I just rocked my world. And yeah. I was just, you know, I'd say it's really difficult for me to try and figure out what's real and what's not real and to not get all consumed in it. And the point is not to get all consumed in it because then you're just living in fear anyway. Mm -hmm. And it was a perfect time for it. So like when I kind of zoom out and it's like, you're sort of hovering above everything that happened and looking down at 2020 and the events that occurred, it felt like everything unraveled in a very specific linear way where it was like mass shutdowns because of the pandemic. And then it was like, let's inject some fear into everyone's hearts. And then we're going to tell you that we're going to extend these shutdowns and make it so that you really can't leave. And it just felt like each thing was building upon the last thing where it was like, what are we being primed for? Like, why is it that we're being forced to stay indoors and given all this information? So we're just terrified and isolated. It felt too coincidental, you know? Yeah. And no one would acknowledge the fact that 
um, the people were talking a lot about Hollywood, say, for example, the Out of Shadows documentary where they talk about how we're getting programmed and conditioned with the television. Um, and no one said anything as far as I know, like no one's really come out and I said anything. Anybody. And, yeah. and the thing that really was so funny was like Will Smith and that they're all involved from what people are saying. And yet they came out with a story where Jaden cheated on him with someone his age and everyone was okay with it. But they were like, well, hang on a minute. If Will had done that and it was the other way around, first of all, that wouldn't have been okay. And second of all, why are you acknowledging that and distracting us from when you have been listed as one of the people involved in all of these things it's just that it didn't make sense Mm -hmm. and I was telling Becky right before we started the podcast today that I had listened to someone speak about a channeled message from the Arcturians which are like a planetary group and the message that they gave now in like the month of December of 2020 was that there was an option there was like a potential for us as a human race to have had the shutdowns, get all of this information, and instead of falling into fear, to fall into self-reflection, to go inwards, to figure out, okay, now that this is out there and I see this information, how do I change things within myself? How do I create some light within my own being? And if all of us would have done that, if all of us would have just gone inwards instead of falling into fear and externalizing that fear, then we would have been shifted into a timeline where that stuff would have ma- like just magically melted away. And I don't know how that would happen or why that would happen. Like maybe it would have just naturally exposed or because the fear wasn't there that it wouldn't have manifested the way that it did, but it was just a potential. And I think we still have that potential. And I know I've had a lot of people reach out to me over Instagram because I've made some like veiled sort of comments and once or twice or 10 times about this stuff and like just kind of going like I know it's a hard time right now like this is a year of shadow like all the stuff is coming up to the surface like just know that you're loved know that you're okay so people have been messaging me about like why hasn't this been resolved like why has no one acknowledged it why has nothing changed why aren't we saving the children or like whatever it is that needs to be done why isn't it happening Hmm. Yeah. And um, interestingly, today when um, I got a taxi, um, the taxi driver told me that um, the reason that they've closed the borders in the UK is not because of coronavirus. It's because they don't want to let anyone in or out of the country because we've just left the EU and they've used coronavirus as the excuse. And I and it just blew my mind. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole thing, I feel like let's just touch on the vaccinations because it's such a touchy subject, but <laughs> I, and masks and vaccinations, right. And hopefully this is all going to be arranged, uh, arranged all sorted and we don't have to have a vaccination and we can stop wearing the freaking masks. And um, when it comes to the vaccinations, it's like, And the masks, I think it's the same. The two are together, right? Either you wear a mask or you don't wear a mask. Either you have a vaccination or you don't have a vaccination and you're judged either way. Either you have one and you're, you're uh, asleep, you're, um, you know, you're a zombie, you haven't left the matrix or you don't have one and you're going to be punished probably because the airlines have said that you, uh, I think some airlines may have uh, said or uh, implied that 
there's an, a chance that if you don't have a vaccination, you won't be able to fly with them because it won't be legal because they can't legally do that. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do is they'll get the big companies to say, well, sorry, you can't fly with us unless you've had a vaccination and you prove it. Um, and so it's kind of like, wow, I either become a, what's the word I want to look for? It's like a rebel, like we are like an outcast, I either become an outcast in society or I potentially have something that I don't know what it is injected into me that could be not what they say it is. And then there's so much fear because either way there is fear around it. And then you're judged because it's like, well, what about the older people? You don't know for sure that this isn't a virus and that this isn't killing people because like, I just watched this, this other video on it and she was like, you know, it's the magic virus. Like they can't prove it. You can't prove it when the symptoms are everything. Um, and And then when it comes to the mask, either, you know, you don't wear a mask and you get stared at and you get questioned why you're not wearing a mask or you wear a mask and people who don't believe in masks are like, oh, you're, you're, um, what's the word? You're, you're succumbing. You're like, you're being, yeah, you're just being a pushover. You're not standing up. We need to stand up for it. And, you know, there's times when me and my partner have been in a shop and people are staring at us because we're too close to them or we, um, I don't know, we, uh, we did something and they're looking at us like, like we're aliens. And it's like, oh my gosh, everybody is against everybody. And every family is going to have a member with a different point of view on what to do. And it's just ripping us apart. And I think that's the point, right? I think this whole thing is meant to rip us apart. I think the fear of all the stuff is meant to rip us apart. And the more polarized we are, the more distracted we are. We're missing the point. And the point is that we are all one. Every single one of us, we are all one. The entire universe is one. And the more that they can rip us apart, the more that they can use fear, the more they can control us. Yeah. And it's all about control, but apparently. So I find now, because I, going back to the conspiracy rabbit holes, when Danielle and I both had one in June or July, um, we managed to pull ourselves out and we got back on with life and we're like, right, okay, well, we know this information. Obviously, we're never going to not know it if it's true or not. We're not sure if we're ever going to find out because the timelines are changing so quickly. People are trying to cover things. People are trying to reveal things. Maybe we don't need to know certain things. And there's just so much, like we're never really going to know it all. Why do we want to? Like, it's just too much information. But then come September, I slip (laughs) into another rabbit hole of of more information and the thing with me is I am very sensitive I projector (laughs) I'm a mental projector so I have no defined emotional centers which means I feel everyone else's emotions I don't really have that many I I feel other people's and I project them back to them so I was just like oh my gosh like I don't want to feel all of these emotions like it's so much but now I feel yeah we're going to have a human design on in some oh 100 percent because we're going to talk about human design in almost every episode (laughs) Becky loves human design I got her hooked on this on accident yes it's been a good rabbit hole for her to go down (laughs) I always remember the day when you told me to go on Jovian Archive and I put my details in and I looked at it and it said projector five, two, da, 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 da. And I was like, okay, so I'm a projector. What does that mean? And you were like, so you're only supposed to work like three to four hours a day. And I was like, your emotions are not yours. (laughs) 
And I was like, oh my God, but I have so much to do. I, I do this and this and this and this. And I was like, no, but yeah, I'm, I'm understanding my projector, my mental projector for me, like being a mental projector, the only two, I only have two defined centers and that's my throat and my anger, which is my mind. So I am supposed to um, speak. I'm supposed to use my voice. My voice is the least conditioned part of me and my mind is the least conditioned part of me so I'm supposed to share my point of view so here I am (laughs) (laughs) that's why we have a podcast (laughs) tell them then about that second rabbit hole that you went down in September oh yeah okay so I was on the train and I was going back to my parents I think it was the first time I'd been to my see my parents the whole year and it was September or it might have been October no it was September and I listened to this video by this guy, Jonathan, someone, I can't remember what his name is now, but he, he, he made this video and I sent it to you, right? I sent it to you. I sent it to my friend Lydia and I sent it to my friend Vidula. And I was just like, what? And basically he just said that it wasn't even like man-made, like this is all in the stars and it's all about Mars being with Scorpio or something like that. And he just said that the world was like going to end. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like what? And he was like, go out, buy loads of supplies um, and tell all of your friends and family. And it's not like I wasn't going around saying, guys, look at this, this is going to happen. I was just like, fuck. I was like, Oh my God. And honestly, again, this wave came over my body and I just felt so sick And luckily I got to shake it off and the video got taken down like a day or two later. And like, you know, part of me was like, oh, they don't want people to know. But then I was like, that is fucking horrible. It was a horrible video. It was so scary. And here we are. It's almost January tomorrow. And we're still here. Like, you know, he said that it was all going to happen from the 1st of October. He said that all of the 1% are going to their bunkers and they will be fine. And everyone else is, is left to fight for themselves. And I was like, wow. And like, and then actually I had a third one. I had a third one, not that long ago. I had a third one in November. Uh, when I, again, I got told by someone else that basically, um, yeah, the in you know, especially if you follow human design, we're going into a new world in 2027, um, is what they say in human design. And and this person told me that, you know, like not a lot of people will necessarily get there because they're not awake or they're not aware. And I was just like, but but they have their own free will. And it was just so confusing. But then my family's gonna be okay because I'm awake. And I was just like, that doesn't even make sense. Like it was weird. So my lesson was to stop listening to other people, basically. Yeah. And here we are telling you guys this stuff. And so our (laughs) advice to you all is the same thing. There's a lot of information out there. And there's a lot of different points of view about what it is that's happening as it unfolds. There's one thing that I know for sure. And this is probably the most important thing. There are millions of different potentials for how things are going to go. And there's no way of saying which way events are going to unfold. It's constantly in flux, especially at a time like this. So the more that you can tune that stuff out and just focus on your journey, what is it that you person like sitting here in your room, listening to this podcast, sitting on the train, listening to this podcast, 
what is it that you need to do in order to get to your level of ascension? What is the pathway that you have to follow? Because if you can just stick to that and all of us could stick to that, hell, if 30% of us could find our pathway to ascension and just stick to that, how much better would the world be? I mean, timelines would shift into a beautiful place. Things would move exponentially if we could all just find our way back into our bodies, into the present moment, instead of being focused on the fear of the future or on the stuff that we ruminate on from the past. We need to find our way back to right now because this moment is all that you have. Time is an illusion. All the stuff that's ahead of us, all the, the stuff- future does not exist. <laughs> yeah, the future does not exist because it's constantly changing. You have right now, you have today, you have this time, whatever it is. And so this is where you can actually make some change. This is where you can do something that completely changes your world. And it could be as simple as taking a breath, like a really, really deep, healing, beautiful, medicine-filled breath of air, and just being grateful for what you have in front of you today. And if you do that, and you do that every day, then your timeline is going to shift. And that means that the world's timeline is going to shift because even if you feel like you're not important, you're just one person out of millions of people, you are so important because if you take that step and you shift yourself into a higher alignment, you're going to impact everybody around you and they're going to impact everyone around them. And that ripple effect is massive. It'll change the world. Yeah. And you're the queen of the shadow and you know that internally, if we do our own personal shadow work, that collectively changes everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And the most powerful and well, the most important and powerful thing is to do your own work, to work on yourself on where, what you need to do for yourself to make an impact on the world around you, because everything is a mirror. It's all a reflection. Um, And I mean, that's a whole nother episode in itself. We could talk about that for hours, but um, yeah. And, and, and that goes back to like the Akashic records. It's like, nobody was put here by accident. Mm -hmm. No, everybody is so important. You have, and it's not like you have an important role that you need to be in the government or you need to be a doctor or you need to be doing something that society deems as uh, productive or useful everybody's different. We're all here for our own unique reasons. And I mean, to be alive at this time is just wild. Like we're so lucky to be here. We're so blessed to be here. You know, I don't believe in luck. We're blessed to be here and we chose to be here for a reason. So, you know, when it gets, when you get to how I was, when you are afraid of being, of learning stuff from spiritual people as well, which hang on a minute. Well, the mass media, mainstream media is fear, right? The government is fear and gossip is fear, but then in the spiritual community, there's still fear as well. So I was just like, where do I go? Where do I go with this? And I just had to come back to myself. Like that was the thing I had to do. I had to take a break, come back from away from it and detach myself and just look at things with, um, what's it called? Like, but instead of being like, um, polar of like, it's wrong or it's right. It's good. Or it's bad of just being like, Oh, that's interesting. Like that's something I learned in Bali through access bars. It's like, Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a step back and just being curious about things instead of believing everything that you see or that you hear. Yeah. Like that's the way to just lead yourself down that horrible rabbit hole. 
I've been telling everybody for the past year that 2020 is literally the year of the shadow work because shadow work by definition is a bringing up of all the unconscious stuff and bringing it to the surface. But the Mm -hmm. most important thing about shadow work is that you actually have to deal with it when it comes to the surface. Yeah. To actually do something about it. And so as it bubbles itself up to the surface, like has happened this year where it's like, here's a virus, here's some fear stuff, here's protests, here's looting and rioting. And like that we have Brexit, like everything's going crazy. Mm-hmm. That's everything coming to the surface. And what I do with everyone that I work with shadow work on is we look at that stuff in a way where it's curiosity, let it come to mm-hmm. the surface. And instead of just going, ah, like, what do I do with all this? You just go, okay, this is here for a reason. What have I learned from this? What is it trying to communicate to me? Why have I been holding onto this for so long? How is it serving me? And how do I release it? Yeah. And maybe a good thing to ask yourself when you do get triggered by something about, I don't know, the government or something about the vaccinations is like actually asking yourself, well, what is it that I'm afraid of? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I afraid? And, and, and actually getting to the root of it and finding out why it is you're afraid of it rather than just being afraid and not even knowing why you're afraid and like taking your, that takes your power back, you know? And sometimes you're just afraid because other people are, and you're just like, well, hang on a minute. Especially for me, I was like, I'm riding this wave. I'm not even afraid of that. <laughs> In which case you might be a protector because you take on the yeah. emotions of other people. <laughs> <laughs> but that's important to know about yourself too. It's like, how do I respond to the situations around me? Do I take on that fear? Do I take on the emotions? Am I a true empath where when I see 20 people around me spiraling into chaos, do I start to feel it? Does my heart start beating out of my chest? Do I start having really shallow breathing? Do I feel like I need to run away or cry or scream? If you feel those things, that is a beautiful opportunity to literally take a step back, like not just in a metaphorical sense, physically take a step back. Because if you're like that, that means that you are very sensitive to other people's energies. So if you're in their sphere, you are picking up the energy that they're putting off. So take yourself out of that situation and come back to your breath. Your breath is medicine. Come back to this moment and this time and figure out how to find that place of gratitude. And it's like everything is resolved when you do that. I had that today in the supermarket, right? I got this real panic inside of me and I was like, (gasps) and I felt like I just had to get out of there. And I said to my partner, I was like, we need to hurry up. And he's like, stop telling me to hurry up. And I was like, no, really? Like, I I feel like super anxiety, like this massive wave of anxiety. And I knew it wasn't mine because I know I'm a mental projector. And I, I, before I would be like, you know, judging myself. Why am I feeling this? Like nothing even happened. I've been going through such a good time. Now I feel like this. Why am I feeling like this? What's wrong with me? And now when I find out none of these emotions are mine, I can just say, I am not my emotions. I am not my emotions. And I step back. And like you say, you step into like your breath and the present moment. And then it's like, it fizzles away and you're like, oh, okay, I can handle it now. Yeah. Something I had to learn the hard way to do is we can all manipulate energy, right? Like everything is energy. Each one of us carries specific frequencies and this is something that we can measure. So if we were to actually take a reading of your body, we would see a wave and that wave would either be dense and coils like a high frequency or it would be really drawn out and spread out. 
and that would be a lower density. And everybody carries these frequencies with them all the time and they're ever changing and ever present. And so something I had to learn the hard way is that my energy, because I'm empathic, is affected by those around me more so than it is otherwise. And so I've had to learn how to protect my energy by manipulating my energy field. So what I do when I'm going to be around people who are like a little bit um, heavier in their energy, a little bit more anxious or depressed, is I put a physical bubble around myself. The way that I do that is I close my eyes and I breathe and I breathe in really deeply and through the nose and out through the mouth. And once I feel like I've really regulated my breath, I visualize a bubble around me. And once I see that bubble and I can see its color, I can see its consistency. Like, is it like it's soapy, like an actual bubble or is it plasticky or like, what is the texture of it? What I do is on my breaths, I expand it out. And so I make it large enough around me that nobody can come in and mess with my energy. And then once I have that set, I walk into wherever I'm going and that energy field sticks with me. I have a protective barrier around me and simple. It's an easy thing. I literally call it bubbling up. Like it's time to bubble up. And then I'll do that before I, I go that. in somewhere. And like Glinda the Good Witch, I waltz my ass into places surrounded by my bubble and nobody's energy messes with me. And when I don't do that, I know it because I come home and I'm like, <laughs> like I'm freaking out. Like, I don't know why I'm upset, but I'm upset because it's not yeah. mine. We are yeah. so, we're meant to be in tune with other people. We are all one. Yeah. But sometimes you have to be a little bit protective of your energy when other people aren't doing what they need to do to protect theirs. Yeah. And the supermarket is a, is a killer for me, honestly. Yeah. I'm in and out of there. I'm trying to figure out a way to get decent food delivered to where we live because I don't like going to the supermarket. <laughs> I'm just going to grow all my own. When I have my mm. new house, um, for those of you guys who don't know, because you listen to the podcast, I'm in the process of building this house on these like sacred Native American lands. And I feel like it's part of my soul's mission to just kind of like be in contact with these lands. I've had past lives as a Native American. Like this is very important for me and for my soul. And I am going to grow a huge fucking garden on this land. Like this, like grass is a waste of time. Like it doesn't matter if it looks pretty, like lawn is a waste of time. Like this shit is going to be loaded. Like come to my yeah. house, sweet potatoes. I'm growing hundreds of them mm. down because I feel like I can do something to sustain myself, sustain the earth actually like send it medicine, have it send me medicine. And that reciprocity is just going to be a game changer for me. Yes. And it's so, I feel like we should definitely do um, a podcast about food because Danielle and I have both done wild fit. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a 90 day program where you take away sugar, processed foods, grains, um, alcohol, caffeine. What did you say? dairy dairy uh, yeah of course he talks a lot about the dairy um and it really transformed our lives and i am allergic to gluten and i'm lactose intolerant which most people are anyway um and in in actually almost a year ago i got tested through bioresonance and was told that i had chrome and mercury in my body i had high candida i had certain parasites i had um 
these food allergies and some other stuff. I can't remember the other stuff. That was the main of it. And 2020 was a whole transformation for me when it came to food. So like we should definitely, definitely do an episode about organic food and it not having antibiotics in your meat. I don't eat meat personally, but if you eat meat, you should not have antibiotics. You should have organic because Otherwise you have antibiotics right. in your food, which um, ruins your, your stomach lining. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd yeah. be an episode for us to do. I'm like going down the rabbit hole a little bit on this. <laughs> this is going to be like super gross when I say it, but like we apparently have this thick mucus lining in our intestines and through our over sterilization and through all the shit that we eat, we whittle down this mucus lining that's meant to help our bodies digest food. And so as we do that, food is able to make its way through our stomach lining, especially because gluten like slices holes in the intestines and then mm. food seeps into the bloodstream and we become allergic to everything. Yeah. Leaky gut. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's extremely common for a lot of people. And oh my gosh, it's 2020. How is this so common for people? Like, why are we living in the stone ages where it's like, well, I can't eat anything and live my life the way that I want to. And I think it's just another, it's like a piece of shadow work. Like, okay, like we'll, we'll allow you guys all to get sick. Like the universe is like, keep going this way, keep doing it. Let's just see what happens. And then it's an invitation to just wake the hell up. Like just yeah. wake up and feel like and we can't just mistreat our bodies. We can't just keep going along, yeah. like grown, trusting everything. We need to be ourselves. Right. And this is again, because I guess this episode is kind of about conspiracies of 2020 in a way. I know we've not really zoned in on any specific, but like the food industry is awful. They're assholes. Yeah. Coca-Cola, McDonald's, they're they're, yeah. I wanna say a very strong, rude word and not going to. Um <laughs> a little but bit. Like we are like what we eat becomes a part of us. And, you know, people are so, um, you know, people who eat raw or eat clean or, you know, are vegans, they get such a bad rep, but the people who are eating the food that is not meant to be eaten is made of plastic. It's, I mean, gluten, the reason that we are so gluten is damaging our body so much is because it's so man-made it's not the gluten you know they're like people are like well hang on a minute it's the grain and you know we've been eating this for thousands of years not this grain we haven't no (laughs) this is totally mutated totally man-made it is attacking our whole bodies it can attack your thyroid i mean i just yeah i could go on but we'll do this in the food episode where we get someone in to talk about the food industry and to help you guys on what to look out. So things like the dirty dozen, what to buy that should always be organic, like spinach and berries, um, other things like bananas and avocados don't need to be organic because they have the thick skin. As far as I understand, I'm not a nutritionist. Yeah. And um, who's an expert in all that stuff, but I, I read this book. It was called Super Light by Darren Olean. And something he said really like struck me. And then we'll leave the rest of this for the food episode. But like when he had mentioned in his book, people would tell him like organic food is too expensive. Like I just can't afford it. And I understand the struggle. Like I've been poor for a huge chunk of my life and I have two kids to feed and that stuff. But what he said was, if you think that spending money on cheap food is inexpensive, wait until you get the hospital bills mm-hmm. from everything yeah. that's going to do to mm-hmm. you. And then tell me again how inexpensive it is. Yeah. 
in England, we don't have to worry about that so much because we have oh, the NHS. <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows how long that's going to be around for, but, um, at the end of the day, like with WildFit, what, um, what he says, I've forgotten his name. What's his name? Eric. Eric, that's it. Eric. I love him. Eric says, why would you feed your pets such good food? Why would you feed your children such good food? Why would you feed your Ferrari such the best petrol? But you don't want to feed yourself the best food. Like yeah. it's insane. Mm-hmm. It's so twisted. There's so much confusion. They, they, they've purposely made this confusion in the food industry to confuse the fuck out of you so that you don't know what you're doing and you just give up and you just buy what's on offer or you buy what you think is healthy, which they've turned the fat industry into the villain when the villain is the sugar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think if we could leave this episode with any takeaways, if there was like one or two things we could pull away from Mm. it, what would you want people to know more than anything else about 2020 and everything that we are told to believe? Oh, good question. So I would say keep looking after yourself. It's so important to look after yourself at this time. And I, I think a lot of people are saying this and I've said this a lot, but a, a lot, but rest, if you're tired, then rest. Like don't question it just rest because there's so much happening and our bodies are upgrading and we're ascending and all of these things so rest your body I would say pat yourself on the back don't judge your 2020 don't be like oh I had these goals and I didn't reach them because just getting out of 2020 deserves a pat on the back anyway seriously a celebration um and just don't go into this next year I feel like um this is like a download that's just coming through right now. You know, like in the beginning of every year, we do our goals and, and, you know, that's another thing that I think is very much manipulated by the food industry of the fad diets and, and how anyone doing a new year's resolution. Yeah. Usually gives up after 11 days and then they, they, they start to resent themselves again. Instead of doing that, I feel like that's coming to an end. I feel like now we are just like, okay, like, we have like, the world is never going to be the same again. I think that by setting, like, don't get me wrong. I'm all for having intentions and living intentionally hundred percent, but I'm not going to set myself goals. Like I want to go on holiday to this country. Cause I don't know when I'm going to be able to travel. I don't really want to set myself goals of like some things because we don't know what's going to happen yeah. in 2021 or 2022. Um, so I feel like instead of being hard on ourselves and putting pressure on ourselves and setting unrealistic goals based on the years before 2020, instead just make self-care and looking after yourself, like the number one thing, because when all of the loved ones around you see how much you're looking after yourself, they will want to look after themselves too. Like you will be like an in, in, a good infection, a good virus, you know, it will spread. So I feel like that is what came through for me. That's beautiful. And I think if I could add anything to that, it would just be the idea of try and find a way to come home to yourself. Like forget everything else forget what you see in the media what people tell you I mean even the stuff that we say like and everything that we say is not a fact it's because we've no it's all our perspective right it's just a perspective question everything in a good way in a curious way and just allow yourself to be open to possibilities and come home to yourself because you have all the wisdom within you as you breathe into something and just let yourself come home to who you are 
your wisdom is just going to crack wide open. It's infinite. Yeah. And, and you know what I want to add? I love that. Um, so I read Akashic Records, Danielle does shadow work um, as m- amongst other things. And the Akashic Records is tapping into your Akashic Records. So it's kind of the whole thing. Danielle did this incredible, um, would you call it like, um, I guess it was like a workshop, wasn't it? The, um, you are your own guru, the, yeah, 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 yeah. The masterclass series. Spiritual Alchemy masterclass series, which was incredible. And it was all about, you know, you are your own guru. And with, when it comes to like shadow work, she's teaching you how to do your shadow work. When I read Akashic records, I'm reading your Akashic records and take everything that everyone says, like you said, with a pinch of salt, because it's all their perspective and you know what's best in the, when it comes to like how you feel like your emotions. And when you get in tune with your intuition, when somebody, even if they're a doctor or even if they're a lawyer and they tell you something, you're like, Oh, that doesn't feel right. But in the past we would have just gone along with it. Cause we think, well, they're the professional. They're the, they're the one who knows best. So I'm just going to follow it. And you know, then things happen and either the operation, uh, you know, you think you shouldn't have got the operation. And then the doctor's like, yeah, maybe the operation had a lower thing than we thought or whatever happens. Um, it's, it's just listening to your own inner compass, like you said, and taking everything that everyone else says in, uh, me and Danielle included as with a pinch of salt, because there's just, there's just so many perspectives and so many timelines and you just can't listen to, you can't let what other people say be ahead of what you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll end it on that note. That's 2021 should be about the year of coming home to yourself. And mm-hmm. I think oh, if yeah. all of us focus on coming home to ourselves in 2021, we are going to see some massive shifts. We are going to see some beautiful ascension. We're going to see expansion. We're going to see abundance. Things are just going to move into that higher timeline where everything works out so much more readily than it did this year. And shadow work, even though it's icky, is an opportunity for growth. So 2020 has been an opportunity for growth, but now it's our time to grow. Yeah. Now it's time to be like, okay, I'm not going to listen to this. I'm not going to focus on that. I'm going to listen to myself. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes. All right. So let's end it on that note. And, you know, this has been a beautiful conversation. And even though this year was rocky for most of us to say the least, it still has been that beautiful opportunity for growth. So gra- gratitude, gratitude, gratitude for everything that yeah. 2020 has thrown our way. And yeah excitement about everything that is to come in 2021 yeah we'll see you in 2021 and if you're if you're listening to this and way ahead then that'll be interesting too (laughs) (laughs) all right everyone sending you all so much love so much light you'll be listening to this in 2021 so we hope you had a wonderful holiday season and a wonderful new year and we'll talk to you soon yeah goodbye (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs>